Good morning. Good morning. Today is Sunday, October 31st. We have 1 Corinthians 7 and 8 and Psalm 144. Let's ask the Lord's, Lord's blessing on this time as we get started. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for being as magnificent as you are, Lord, so amazing, so incredible, so powerful, so majestic, so irreplaceable, undeniable, Lord, incredible, outstanding. Father, we just ask that you be with us right now, that you would speak to our hearts as we read your word, Lord, that we would... You, you would open our eyes, that you would open our hearts, our minds to your word, or that we would hear what you were saying to us this morning, Lord. And Lord, that we would accept uh, whatever it is you're saying to us. And so Lord, we just ask that you would guide us right now. 1 Corinthians chapter 7. Now concerning the matters about which you wrote, it is good for a man to, ha to not have sexual relations with a woman, but because of the temptation to sexual immorality, each man should have his own wife and each, his own, and each woman her own husband. The husband should give to his wife her conjugal rights and likewise the wife to her husband. For the wife does not have authority over her own body, but the husband does. Likewise, the husband does not have authority over his own body, but the wife does. Do not deprive one another, except perhaps by agreement for a limited time, that you may devote yourselves to prayer, but then come together again so that Satan may not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. Now as a concession, not a command, I say this, I wish that all were as, were as I myself am, but each has his own gift from God, one of one kind and one of another. To the unmarried and to the widows, I say it is good for them to remain single as I am. But if they cannot exercise self-control, they should marry, for it is better to marry than to burn with passion. To the married I give this charge, not I, but the Lord. The wife should not separate from her husband, but if she does, she should remain unmarried or else be reconciled to her husband, and the husband should not divorce his wife. To the rest I say, I, not the Lord, that if any brother has a wife who is an unbeliever and she consents to live with him, he should not divorce her. If any woman has a husband who is an unbeliever and he consents to live with her, she should not divorce him. For the unbelieving husband is made holy because of his wife and the unbelieving wife is made holy because of her husband. Otherwise, your children would be unclean. But as it is, they are holy. But if the unbelieving partner separates, let it be so. In such cases, the brother or sister is not enslaved. God has called you to peace. For how do you know, wife, whether you will save your husband, or how do you know, husband, whether you will save your wife? Only let each person lead that, the life that the Lord has assigned to him, and to which God has called to him. This is my rule in all the churches. Was anyone at that time of his call already circumcised? Let him not seek to remove the marks of circumcision. Was anyone at that time of his call uncircumcised? Let him not seek circumcision. For neither circumcision counts for anything nor uncircumcision, but keeping the commandments of God, each one should remain in the condition in which he was called. Were you a bondservant when called? Do you do not be concerned about it. 
But if you can gain your freedom, avail yourself of the opportunity. For he who was called to the Lord as a bondservant is a freed a freedman of the Lord. Likewise, he who was free when he called is a bondservant of Christ. You were bought with a price. Do not become bondservants of men. So brothers, in whatever condition each was called there, let him remain with God. Now concerning the betrothed, I have no command from the Lord, but I give my judgment as one by who the Lord's mercy is trustworthy. I think that in view of the present distress, it is good for a person to remain as he is. If you are bound to a wife, do not seek to be free. And if you are free from a wife, do not seek a wife. But if you do marry, you have not sinned. And if you betrothed the woman marries, she has not sinned. Yet those who marry will have worldly troubles, and I would spare you that. This is what I mean, brothers. The appointed time has grown very short. From now on, let those who have wives live as those they live as though they had none, and those who mourn as though they were not mourning, and those who rejoice as though they were not rejoicing, and those who buy as though they had no no goods, and those who deal with the world as though they had no dealings with it. For the present form of this world is passing away. I want you to be free from anxieties. The unmarried man is anxious about the things of the Lord, how to please the Lord, but the married man is anxious about worldly things, how to please his wife, and his interests are divided. And the unmarried or betrothed woman is anxious about the things of the Lord, how to be holy in body and spirit, but the married woman is anxious about worldly things, how to please her husband. I say this for your own benefit, not to lay any restraint upon you, but to prompt to promote good order and to secure your individual undivided devotion to the Lord. If anyone thinks that he is not behaving properly towards his betrothed, if his passions are strong and he and it has to be, let him do as he wishes. Let them marry. It is it is no sin. But whoever is firmly established in his heart, being under no necessity, but having his desire under control, and is determined in his heart to keep her as his betrothed, he will do well. So then, he who marries his betrothed does well, and he who refrains from marriage will do even better. A wife is bound to her husband as long as he lives, but if her husband dies, she is free to be married to whom she wishes, only in the Lord. Let, let in, Yet, in my judgment, she is happier if she remains as she is. And I think that I too have the, and I think that I too have the Spirit of God. Chapter 8. Now concerning food offered to idols, we know that all of us possess knowledge. This knowledge puffs up, but love builds up. If anyone imagines that he knows something, he does not yet know as he ought to know. But if anyone loves God, he is known by God. Therefore, as to the eating of food offered to idols, we know that an idol has no real existence, and that there is no God but one. For although there may be so-called gods in heaven or on earth, as indeed there are many gods and many lords, yet for us there is one God, the Father, from whom all things and from for whom we exist, and one Lord Jesus Christ, through whom all things and through whom we exist. However, not all possess this knowledge. But some, through former association with idols, eat food has really offered to an idol, and their conscience, being weak, is defiled. Food will not commend, commend us to God. We are no worse off if we do not eat, and no better off if we do. But take care that this right of yours does not somehow become a stumbling block to the weak. 
For if anyone sees you who has have knowledge eating an idol in an idol's temple, he will not be encouraged if his conscience is weak to eat food offered to idols. And so by your knowledge, this weak person is destroyed, the brother for whom Christ died. Thus, sinning against your brothers and wounding their conscience when it is weak, you sin against Christ. Therefore, if food makes my brother stumble, I will never eat meat lest I make my brother stumble. Psalm chapter 144, my rock and my fortress, it's a song of da- psalm of David. Blessed be the Lord, my rock, who trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle. He is my steadfast love and my fortress, my stronghold and my deliverer, my shield and he in whom I take refuge, who subdues people under me. O Lord, what is man that you regard him, or the son of man that you think of him? Man is like a breath. His days are like a passing shadow. Bow your heavens, O Lord, and come down. Touch the mountains so that they smoke. Flash forth the lightning and scatter them. Send out your arrows and rout them. Stretch out your hand from on high. Rescue me and deliver me from the many waters from the hand of foreigners, from the mouths whose mouths speak lies, and whose right hand is a right hand of falsehood. I will sing a new song to you, O Lord. Upon a ten-stringed harp I will play to you, who gives victory to kings, who rescues David, his servant, from the cruel sword. Rescue me and deliver me from the hand of foreigners, whose mouths speak lies, and whose right hand is a right hand of falsehood. May our sons in their youth be like plants full grown, our daughters like corner pillars cut off for the structure of a palace. May our granuaries be full, providing all kinds of produce. May our sheep bring forth thousands and ten thousands in our fields. May our cattle be heavy with young, suffering no mishap or failure in bearing. May there be no cry of distress in our streets. Blessed are the people to whom such blessings fall. Blessed are the people whose God is the Lord. Oh, Heavenly Father, we are so blessed that you, Yahweh, are our God, the true and living God, the creator of the universe and everything it contains our maker, our designer, our creator, the God of the living and the dead, the God of eternity, the maker of all, Lord. How blessed we are that you are our God. What an understatement, Lord. Father, We just ask that your will would be done on this earth, Lord. This is your earth, your planet. You created it, Lord. You created everything on it. You created us. You created all of it, Lord. It it, it certainly, truly does belong to you. And I know you've given some of your authority over to the enemy, our enemy, Lord. But, Lord, we know it's yours. It belongs to you. Lord, we ask that your will would be done, that you would accomplish your will. 
Lord, I know mankind chooses, has chosen his own way from the very beginning, from Adam and Eve, Lord. Lord, we need you. We choose you. Certainly you are what's best for us, for everyone, for every human being. So, Lord, we just ask for what's best, and that's you, Lord. We ask that in for our lives, for my life, for our lives, Lord, more of you, less of the world. And, Lord, in everyone's life, that you would bring more of you in the lives of every person on this planet, Lord. That you would draw them to yourselves, that you would... Just hound them with your Holy Spirit, Lord. That you would do whatever you need to do, Lord, to draw them closer to you, to bring them to an awareness of you. Lord, to help them, help us to choose you, Lord, not choose our own way, our own selves, Lord. Help us, Lord. We need your help, Lord. We need your direction, your righteousness. It's all you, Lord. It's that faith that you give us. And so, Lord, give people that faith. Help people, help us to direct that faith. Put that faith in you, in your word, in what you've done for us, Lord. Lord, let today be a day uh, glorified, glorifying you, Lord. It's ironic that, not ironic, I don't know, Lord, today's the, at one pagan holiday that we don't have a Christian part of it, Lord. But it's your day. It's the day that we celebrate worship of you and glorifying of you, not the enemy, Lord. And so uh, I say don't let the enemy have this one, Lord. It's your day. Help us to glorify you, praise you, Help this day to be about you and all that you've done in our lives, Lord. Not about the enemy, not about wickedness. But Lord, we just ask that you would be with us today, Lord. Help us to worship you. Help us to learn about you. Speak through those that are speaking from the pulpits, from the podiums, Lord. That they would speak your word, that your word would come out, that your Holy Spirit would bring your word out of them, Lord. And that your Holy Spirit would allow us to hear your word. As people gather, Lord, bring people out this morning to these places of gathering your your people and Lord the people that aren't yours yet bring them out to worship you Lord to glorify you Lord so Father we just dedicate this time that this day to you Lord continue to provide for us today as you always provide Lord you're so faithful Lord, help us to forgive in the way you forgive us, Lord. 
<clears throat> in every aspect, Lord. There's big things that people that some of us have are harboring, uh, Lord, and just the little indiscretions on the in traffic and on the road, and just the little things, Lord. They can just eat us up as well, Lord. Help us to forgive in that area too, in all areas, Lord. Just as you forgive us in all areas. Be with those that are suffering today, Lord. Those that think of Lynn and Pam and Trish and Mark and Al. And just those that are suffering, Lord. We just lift them up to you. We thank you. We praise you, Lord. just ask that you um, this be a great day of blessing and glorifying and praising you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. All right, guys, we'll see you in a bit.